Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 175. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Man, this wild summer just keeps getting wilder. And now is definitely a time to stay vigilant. It was carnage. It was chaos. I, I, can't, e- I can't even describe what I saw. I, never in my wildest dreams did I think that as a police officer, as a law enforcement officer, I would find myself in the middle of a battle. That's U.S. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards describing what it looked like outside the Capitol on January 6th. Every single one of those cops that were on the front line deserve combat medals for valor. That's a level of heroism, sacrifice, and discipline that's humbling to witness even on video. And a battle it was. A battle for the soul of our country. A battle of true patriots, like Officer Edwards, against domestic terrorists calling themselves patriots. A battle to defend our government against a violent coup driven and led by the former President of the United States and Commander-in-Chief. That battle on January 6, 2021, was one that the good guys and gals won, thankfully. Heroes like Officer Edwards sacrificed their bodies, their futures, and their lives to win that battle. They successfully defended the Capitol that day. They defended our country. And after the first few hearings held by the bipartisan January 6th committee, we can now all see the truth. It was a brutal, extended, coordinated, unprecedented battle at the Capitol on January 6th. It was a battle that the good guys and gals won. And that battle is over. But in this black summer of 2022, a year and a half later, the war goes on. And so in this episode, I'm going to switch it up a bit. No guests this time. It's just me and you. And a quick update on what you need to know most about the last week or so in America. Sometimes, when the incoming fire gets heavy, you need to improvise, adapt, and overcome, like the brave Capitol Police did on January 6th, like the brave freedom fighters in Ukraine are doing right now, like I did at Ground Zero after 9-11 in Iraq as a platoon leader and as an activist for two decades. Sometimes when things get really intense, you got to be like Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors and go with the flow you're feeling to score the most points in the shortest time in the clutch. Because it's NBA Finals time. But it's also the NBA Finals for America right now. We can all feel it. This is like a Game 5 or a Game 6. That will determine who keeps home court advantage, who gains momentum, who wins the title, and who goes home crying. 
But this ain't no basketball game. This is the future of our country and the future of our planet. And this summer in America and in Ukraine and in Afghanistan and in Washington and in Moscow and in Main Street, USA, wherever you live, stakes are high. Very, very high. So we're going to pivot in this episode. As summer hits America, and the news hits every few hours, and the flurry of catastrophes, controversies, and drama flood, sometimes I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown. We'll hit it and quit it. And I'll have more important, inspiring, and iconic guests throughout the summer and into the year who are shaping what America was, what America is, and what America will be. We've got some very, very good guests coming up. Guests who are making and breaking news and culture. But sometimes this summer, I'm just going to fire off a quick situation report or a sit rep, as we used to call it in the Army, of the things you should know you might have missed or you might need to see from a different viewpoint, an independent viewpoint. So here it is, your first Reich on the Mic, Independent Americans, Summer Sit Rep. Oh, summer, it never leaves your face. you got the sunshine, bright art, California cotton candy taste. The January 6th commission hearings are now the most popular primetime reality TV show in America. And it's the most important thing happening in America, in a time overflowing with incredibly important things. This week, Netflix announced it's staging a real-life Squid Game series that's billed as, quote, the biggest reality competition ever. If you don't know, Squid Game is a global hit, a fictional drama on Netflix from South Korea about a seriously demented game show where contestants who desperately need money play a series of deadly children's games to win huge cash prizes. It was a very fucked up show. Amazing, but very fucked up. And now, Netflix is launching Squid Game The Challenge, which will include 456 players in real competition in a series of games for a record-setting $4.5 million cash prize. They will not die on the show, we hope. Netflix is calling it, quote, the biggest reality competition ever. But a friend of this pod, and guest from episode 169, activist, veteran, hero, Adrian Bonnenberger, nailed it in a tweet this week. He summed it up in responding to Netflix calling their show the biggest reality competition ever. He replied, the biggest reality competition ever is reality. And Adrian's right. This wild, demented, harrowing reality we're living in is stranger than fiction. And now, it's actually dominating the ratings. The January 6th hearings ran in primetime across all networks, and over 20 million people watched. That's twice the number of Americans that watched the last World Series. It's double the number of people who watched the NBA Finals last year. It's three and a half times the number of people watching the Stanley Cup Finals. But it's only a little more than a third of the people 
who watched the first Trump versus Biden debate in 2020. So it's not yet the reality TV drama of Trump versus Biden, but it's getting there. And it should. Because if you care about America, you should be tuning in or catching up on what you missed ASAP. America's national security was gravely threatened on January 6th. That's not debatable. Whether we learn the lessons to prevent it from happening again or not, that's the open question. And it should be beyond partisanship. The future of our country depends on accountability now. The world is watching. Some of the terrorists are still at large, and our enemies are celebrating. And I say, Lock them up. Lock them all up. From the ones who hit cops to the ones who supported it in Congress and to the ones who conspired in the White House. Lock them up. Hold them accountable. Or they'll only find another day and another way to do it again. And to those that still defend it, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, America's newest unlikely hero, nailed it. I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. And in the recent hearing, we all saw it with our own eyes. Vivid video that showed exactly how close an armed, violent group of domestic terrorists came to overthrowing our government. Every single adult American should watch at least that video summary of the attack. I link to it in the show description if you still haven't seen it. But after you watch it, never forget how close they got. Never. And as hopefully you watch in the weeks to come, don't waste your time with the garbage cable news pre- and post-game chatter. And call a few members of your family who needed to see this video and tell them it's up on my website and it's up replaying on C-SPAN on a regular basis and it's on the internet. It's up to all of us to ensure that accountability comes and that Americans never forget. And please, don't feed the beast of the cable news self-licking ice cream cone. If you're going to watch, watch on C-SPAN or PBS and share it with your friends and family that didn't watch. The folks who don't watch politics or we're watching hockey, or we're working the night shift. Let them see it for themselves. It's like video of 9-11, when the towers fell and people jumped out of buildings. After they watch it, they'll never forget. And you won't forget the hearings either. It was good TV. Shocking, infuriating, sad, and effective. Mostly riveting. Now, I really wish the Democrats had someone stronger than Representative Bernie Thompson leading this. He's an honorable man with a long and proud history, but he's putting people to sleep. Now, I caught hell on Twitter from the super woke lefties about daring to criticize Thompson by calling him, of all things, boring. 
And if you want to see what it's like to kick over a social media hornet's nest of trolls, sock puppets, hacks, overreactors, and blinded partisans, check out the responses to the tweet I posted on that during the January 6th hearing. But despite all the chatter, it was good TV. And that's important because it makes people pay attention. And it will give the January 6th committee huge momentum, which is needed because much of their work remains undone. It put January 6th back front and center in America when many started to or wanted to forget. It's what we never got for Afghanistan. We probably never will. So to the committee, mission accomplished. Keep it up. I hope you all join us on this show like Representative Adam Kinzinger has before, and I hope will again. And now the January 6th committee has released new video that shows individuals taking a private tour of the Capitol on January 5th, including a man seen threatening lawmakers a day later. The tour was led by Georgia Republican Barry Loudermilk, who has denied any wrongdoing. But individuals on the tour photographed and recorded areas not typically of interest to tourists, hallways, staircases, entry points, security checkpoints. All the things you take photos of if you're on a recon. As a former infantry officer myself, it's the kind of intel that's gold if you're planning any kind of mount operations, military operations in urban terrain. So it sure looks like they were doing a recon. And Barry Loudermilk has got some very hard questions to answer. Because we all know now, especially after these hearings, that it all could have been much worse. And remember, The Proud Boys weren't Trump's first choice. The U.S. military was. Many forget now or weren't tracking. But if you listen to this show, you remember. And a few of us tried to warn about the growing threat of violence and militarization and attack after the election. January 6th wasn't a surprise to everyone, especially folks that listen to this show. And we know it could have been much worse. We're continuing to find out more about how it could have been much worse. Before January 6th, Proud Boy leader Enrique Tarrio was given plans to occupy congressional buildings, the Supreme Court, and other buildings in the Capitol per court filings. We now know the directions called for five teams of individuals per building, ranging from a covert sleeper who would spend the day inside the targeted building to a recruiter who would gather a crowd. A group of 50 quote-unquote patriots would then occupy each building. It could have been much worse. And it's not over. January 6th wasn't the end. In many ways, it was just a terrible beginning. At least half a dozen current and former Proud Boys, the far-right nationalist group that was at the forefront of the January 6th riot, have secured seats on the Miami-Dade Republican Executive Committee. They are now taking elected office, seeking to influence local politics from the inside. And if you didn't hear the reporting, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, police detained 31 men near a Pride in the Park event on Saturday. All of them were members of a white nationalist group called the Patriot Front. They traveled to Idaho from other states. They're outfitted with riot shields, shin guards, and at least one smoke grenade and other weapons. They attended to attack a Pride event. And they are attending to attack others. It shouldn't be shocking. It should be expected. 
because January 6th could have been much worse. And the next attack could be even much worse. And almost as shocking as the video from the hearings is the fact that there are still attackers from January 6th that haven't been found yet by the FBI. This is not a joke. They are still looking for some of the terrorists who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. But there doesn't seem to be a huge press. You don't hear about this on the national news. You don't hear the president reeling off their names. Where's the America's Most Wanted guy? They haven't even found a guy who was about 300 pounds and not wearing a shirt. There's a guy in the photos who allegedly attacked law enforcement personnel in the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. He's a guy with, they've got his face, he's got no shirt on, he's taking selfies, and they still can't find him. Or the person who planted the pipe bombs and others. At this point, it's ridiculous, and we should all be losing sleep over it. Next time the January 6th committee holds a primetime hearing, they should devote an entire segment to profiling every single January 6th suspect that is still at large like that guy, like the pipe bomber, and like many others. What do you say, Liz Cheney? How about it, Adam Kinzinger? I know you listen to this show, but there needs to be accountability from these individuals all the way to Trump. President Mayhem himself. Maureen Dowd of the New York Times had an excellent column this week that ended with this. Now he, Trump, needs to be held accountable for his attempted coup and not just in the court of public opinion. She's right. The world will never truly respect America again until President Mayhem is behind bars. And after the hearings of the last week and a half, we now all can clearly see that he should be. We will never take the focus off Ukraine, even if the American media has started to. Two Americans fighting alongside Ukrainian forces have now been missing for nearly a week, and it sounds like they may have been captured by Russian forces. Alexander John Robert Dirk, 39, and Andy Tai Nok Hun, 27, are both from Alabama, and they are assumed captured by Russian forces. There's always been a very real risk for American volunteers in Ukraine, many of whom are American combat veterans. We covered it early and often on this show with a number of guests, starting with Matt Gallagher, who volunteered in Ukraine himself back in episode 161. If you haven't heard that, go check it out and go check out all our special Ukraine war episodes. But the fight continues to evolve, and the Ukrainians are facing tougher attacks than ever before in the East. The artillery continues, and the Russian military advantage is being pressed. Yet America's attention seems to be diverted. The world seems to be losing their stomach. Putin is counting on it and hoping for it. And Marina Bazilga, the deputy head of Security, Defense, and Intelligence Committee in Ukraine's parliament, said this week, it's hard to understand why Western military help is given in doses. Just enough to survive, but not enough to win. It worries me. Our people are dying here every day. This is so true and important right now. 
Zelensky and Ukraine shouldn't be stuck in a never-ending game of mother may I with the U.S. and the rest of the West. Today it was announced that Biden's going to push for another billion. Great. One billion here, 40 billion there. Look, give them everything we can spare. Empower them not just to survive, empower them to win. This is not the time for us to stop our support or to play an ever-ending game of mother may I. It's a time to pour it on. This is the fight of our time, and we cannot afford to keep any powder dry. And as Putin appears to be gaining ground in Ukraine, he also continues to see his agenda being furthered here in America as shootings continue across this country. Every day, there's a new shooting, sometimes more than one. Just yesterday, a 26-year-old man shot a 17-year-old employee at a Philadelphia Chick-fil-A with a large-caliber semi-automatic weapon because a milkshake was missing from his order. And in Duncanville, Texas, a gunman opened fire inside a building where 150 kids were going to summer camp. He tried to open a locked classroom door before shooting it. Police shot and killed a guy who's a criminal and a prohibited gun purchaser. And today, 10 districts in Kansas City have now canceled summer school district activities because of mass shooting threats in Blue Springs. This is our tragic, terrible new normal. Gun violence continues to undermine America's national security. We talked about it in the last episode with former NATO Supreme Allied Commander Admiral James Stravides. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. We've continued to cover it on Independent Americans. Putin might have a bad day in Ukraine today, but every time there are mass shootings in America is a good day for his agenda in the U.S. And this must remain not just a public health issue, not just a political issue, but a national security issue. The future of our children and the future of our country depend on it. And it's bad out there. It's bad out there in many ways, but especially politically for Democrats. The Fed just raised interest rates by three quarters of a point, and housing may feel a real crush coming in. Inflation is soaring. Yellowstone is on fire. And it cost me 100 bucks to fill up my tank last week because gas is so expensive. And Biden's approval rating is falling faster than the value of Bitcoin. The Democrats are in free fall. And if you don't see the train coming, it's going to hit them in the fall. You're not paying attention. But so many Democrats refuse to admit it and attack anyone who tries to criticize them or explain how out of touch the MSNBC echo chamber is with so much of America. But if you truly hold country over party, then you have to do it when it's your party, the same as when it's the other side, maybe even more so. If you can't acknowledge that Biden could have done better on Afghanistan, on inflation, on COVID, on gun violence, et cetera, et cetera, then you're not holding your leaders accountable. And we must hold our leaders accountable, not just when it's Trump or George W. Bush, but also when it's Clinton or Obama, and now, of course, Biden. That's not to conflate the deeds of one with the other, but they should all be judged as individuals on their merits and on their flaws. If you don't hold them accountable, 
It just leads to more of the decline that we're all watching unfold on a daily basis. To do nothing, to say nothing, only leads to more ruin. So who really cares more? Who really cares more about the country, about the people? The cheerleader wearing the party's blinders or the person standing up and pointing out the problem that's been ignored? This is not a time to stay in a partisan camp. This is a time to stay objective, to stay independent, and to stay vigilant. And that includes the movement to empower independent Americans. We've covered it on this show. We're going to continue to focus on it. This week, there was another round of primaries. Nevada, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Maine all had primaries. All had closed primaries that excluded millions of independent Americans like me and maybe you. Change is long overdue and good for America, and it's especially important now. If you haven't checked out my special episode 171 with John Updike of Open Primaries about how that can and must change, go check it out. But not only are many primaries closed, but some that are open are facing threats of closure, including Missouri. John Updike flagged this one for us. Right now, Missouri's got an open primary system that allows voters to choose the ballot of any political party they want on primary day. And under current law, voters aren't asked which political party they belong to when they register. But legislation on Governor Mike Parson's desk would give voters the option to affiliate with a political party, a precursor to a closed primary system that bars outsiders from participating in certain parties' primaries. It wouldn't close the primaries outright, but it's a step in that direction. And it should be fought by every independent American in Missouri and anywhere else. John flagged it and said this, voter registration and joining a political party should have nothing to do with one another. Party registration should be voluntary and private, not linked to a government form. John's right, and he continues to lead the charge for open primaries and for independent Americans. This move in Missouri would be a terrible step back for Missouri and for America. Disenfranchising independent Americans is wrong. And this would entrench the two major political parties even more at a time when they've never been more divisive and they've never been more destructive. If you're not angry about what's happening in Missouri, you're not paying attention. And we should all be angry because if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. I keep saying it now more than ever. This is a time for independent Americans. We are in a very unique and powerful position on a number of issues to bridge the gap, find a path forward, and get shit done. So thank you to all of you who've been getting involved. And a special thank you to our Independent Americans Patreon members. You continue to power this show. You stand by us, and you are a part of the solution. If you're not already a member, please stand with us and join. Go to Patreon or independentamericans.us because we're going to need you. Easy is over. Just like Gary Kasparov says, this is a difficult, hard summer, but good things are happening and the helpers are out there. Always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines, because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. The helpers are out there. And this week, 
they might pass historic, important, overdue bipartisan legislation to help millions of people. Twice. It might happen twice. The March for Our Lives rally happened this weekend in Washington and around the country. Millions of people organized to push for gun reform. And you know, our friend Fred Gutenberg was out in front again. If you haven't heard my episode with him recently, go check that out. But now there is big news. Senators have struck a bipartisan deal on a narrow set of gun safety measures, bringing them closer to ending a multi-year congressional impasse and getting done the most significant gun reform legislation in a generation. It's not enough, but it's also not nothing, especially closing the so-called boyfriend loophole. It's long overdue, and there is finally momentum for change. We need to keep the pressure up. The safety of our kids and our national security depend on it, and our enemies are celebrating. But thanks to helpers like Fred and so many others, change is happening. And there's more good change happening, too. Buried beneath all the January 6th and gun reform news in D.C., there is massive progress this week on critical legislation for veterans facing toxin exposures, including burn pits and Agent Orange. We've covered it on this show. The final vote to pass the Honoring Our Pact Act will be this week. Veterans exposed to toxins will finally get health care and benefits promised to them when they signed up to go to war. Millions of veterans, including me. And this should be a unanimous vote. Senator John Tester of Montana, a Democrat, and Jerry Moran, a Republican of Kansas, have been diligently, tirelessly leading the way. And if passed, when it's passed, this legislation would expand VA eligibility for more than 3.5 million post-9-11 combat veterans exposed to burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. And it would also remove the burden of proof for 23 presumptive conditions caused by military toxin exposure, from cancers to lung disease. It's a big deal. And in short, the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson honoring our PACT Act would allow hundreds of thousands of vets across the country to get VA care they had been denied. It's good news. But in Washington, there are always assholes. And there have been a number of procedural votes this week to move the bill forward. And they've been telling. And today, 23 senators voted to oppose sending the PACT Act to the Senate floor for vote on Thursday. 23 of them, and I'm going to name their names. Blackburn, Burr, Crapo, Hyde-Smith, Johnson, Langford, Lee, Loomis, McConnell, Rand Paul, big surprise, Ron Portman, Rish, Romney, Rounds, Sass, Scott, Shelby, Sullivan, Thune, Tillis, Toomey, Tuberville, and Young. 23 of them, all Republicans, including Mike Lee, who's running against Evan McMullen, an independent for Senate in Utah. If you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. You'll find out why Mike Lee was predicted to vote against this and why Evan McMullen can and should beat him. But 23 senators voted no. And I say, call every one of these 23 senators and tell them if they had any integrity, they'd resign. These no votes are ridiculous, and they should all be ashamed. And here's the phone number, 202-224-3121, 202-224-3121. If you want a good reason to call Congress, call those 23 and tell them they should resign for standing against veterans. But despite them, 
the bill should pass. Thanks to a coalition of veterans groups and advocates, a few bold politicians, some bipartisanship, and the nuclear shame bomb that is Jon Stewart. And thanks also to many of you. Because despite the challenges, these people didn't give up. They kept fighting. They kept pushing. There was no quit. So if you get disheartened, remember, progress is possible. And Mr. Rogers was right. Always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. The helpers are out there. We keep highlighting them on this show. And by using the hashtag, look for the helpers, use it and share yours. And you'll find out stories that will continue to inspire like this one. There's a kid named Misha who is a nonverbal teen with Down syndrome. And he didn't understand why his family had to flee Mariupol, Ukraine this year. And to placate him, his mother told him they were traveling to meet John Cena, the legendary WWE wrestler. Well, John Cena heard, and he went to Amsterdam to meet them. And he did. He met Misha. He met his family. He gave him some hope, and he helped. So look for the helpers. They're out there. And share yours. And while you're on social, you can play guest to guest every Wednesday night. I will be having guests in the future. You can go to independentamericans.us to see video of all of our recent conversations, to join our community, to listen or watch video. And you can share all our recent episodes. It's summer school for free. You can also support this show by joining our Patreon community. Shout out to all our Patreon members, and you can get Independent Americans merch. Makes a great Father's Day gift for the independent dad in your life. We're going to continue to bring the five eyes in all our podcasts and everything that we do at Righteous Media, especially here at Independent Americans. We'll bring you independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. It's coming to you thanks to the Righteous Media team, creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, and precise Paula Hernandez, and... Thanks to my wife and amazing two boys. School is now over. It is completely over. School is out, and the boys and I have been celebrating all week. Monday, we went fishing, and both boys caught fish. My little guy caught a bluegill. My big guy caught a foot-long smallmouth bass. We've already been swimming. We went to the BMX track and raced. We went to play video games at the bowling alley. We made a trip to Five Guys Burger Fries. We stayed up late and watched the NBA playoffs. Uh, Lots of ice cream. We went tubing with my dad on his birthday. Yeah, look, we take summer seriously in our house, and it will not stop because summer 2022, we got a lot of making up to do. And my six-year-old son has already made a list that includes the rodeo, a Yankee game, an air show, a hockey game, going in a helicopter, a sleepover with a couple of his buddies, a camp out. He also threw in Disney World, Monster Jam, and dirt biking, uh, a Giants game, and we're going to go to the beach. But summer is here. We got a long list, and I hope you do too, because we got to keep it going. America's more divided than ever, but we at Independent Americans and Righteous are working to change that adding light to contrast the heat of all the other political and news shows. So if you're a part of that 42% of Americans who are independent, this is your show. 
Subscribe for free wherever you got this pod and go check out Righteous.us and our brother and sister podcast at The Firefighters with Rob Sarah and B-Dorm with Jericho and Don. Great new episodes are up. Check them out and share the hope because hope is the oxygen of democracy. You know, we got to keep that hope. I was coaching my six-year-old soccer team this weekend and I was reflecting on how much harder it was when all our players and coaches had to do it all in masks in June at the height of the pandemic. We did it. We had hope. We hoped that we could get through a time like that to a time like now. So respect and thanks to all the coaches and volunteers and kids that carried us through all that to now. And thanks to science that also approved the vaccine for five and under this week. A huge, momentous, historic step forward. But it's teamwork that got us through, and it's hope that got us through. School is out in the classrooms, but class is in session here on Independent Americans and all across America. And it's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all of you. School's out, and it's worth celebrating. Now, this episode was very different from our usual. So reach out on social media or at independentamericans.us and let me know what you think about this first Reich on the Mic, Independent Americans, Summer Sit Rep, or whatever we call it. I'd love your ideas on what we should call it. But if you like it, please leave us a review and share it with a few of your friends. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And no, you're not alone in your vigilance. We are all vigilant, and we're all in this together. All across America, all across Ukraine, and all around the world. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin. Slava Ukraini. Happy Father's Day. And stay vigilant, America. Media.